Hey folks, what's up? You're listening to Real Laughs right here at 104.1. I'm Mike Ridley, joined in virtual studio today with Mr. Ken Miller and James John. James, how are you doing tonight, man? Brother, I'm feeling kind of good. Uh, I'm surviving having all my kids back in my house. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging out with you guys locked in my room. They can't get me for at least an hour, so I'm good. I don't know if you know this about me and Ken, but so many times on this show, we get into a personal text conversation where we make bets on things. Right now, the running bet is how long it's going to be before you murder someone in your house. And uh, right oh. now, I think I have you for one week and I get $5. What if I've already done it and you just don't know yet? How's that work, Ken? Do I get anything under a week or is it when we find no, out? Because I had 24 hours, so I won. <laughs> so Ken would win. Ken would win. I'll tell you who you're not going to call, Jeff Kaufman. Because Jeff true. Kaufman doesn't do criminal defense anymore. But um, if, if whoever you stab survives, maybe he can do some personal injury work on that yeah. side. Bro, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, Ken, yeah, how are you yeah. doing tonight, bro? I'm, I'm good, man. I, I'm, I'm good, brother. I'm excited about this weekend. I love Margaritaville. I, I, it's actually one of my becoming one of my favorite Barker's rooms, and and I'm mm-hmm. also you know getting to work out at Soto Room this weekend, and yeah, yeah. he has some really good rooms, bro. Like, yeah, he does. Yeah, he there's, there's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I was so happy to get back to my the old school comedy. Of, mm-hmm. that I used to do when I first started little small bar rooms and little small rooms. I was happy to get back to that. And there's so much, it, it was just so much fun. You know what I mean? So I'm excited for this weekend, man. Plus two, my stimulus is supposed to drop in a couple of days. So I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk about that new stimulus for a second. Cause uh, it kind of happened when I wasn't really, I think we all got our last stimulus at the beginning of the year, right? Like January or something. It got yeah, deposited. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. fine thing, the fine thing is, I was still doing jokes about where's my stimulus, where's my stimulus, and then I checked my bank account. I'm like, oh, it went in last week. I didn't even notice because I wasn't yep. paying attention. Mm-hmm. And this time around, I think it's fourteen hundred dollars per dependent, person. right? Yep, and person. Yeah. So if you're married and you have two kids, mm-hmm. it's fourteen times four. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, we have a friend who books a club up in Myrtle Beach. She manages a club up in uh, Myrtle Beach uh, Comedy Club. And she's been putting up these ridiculous posts. And one of them was like, hey, government, appreciate the stimulus checks, but could you not have dropped them all on Friday? Half my staff called out tonight. Yep. <laughs> it's like yep. half, her, half her staff got 1400 bucks dropped into their account. Also, Bro. Like, got a case of the Fridays not coming yeah. in. <laughs> There's about to be a ton of people in Florida calling out. I know how we work here, bro. Mm-hmm. When we were getting that free unemployment, people were losing their minds. They was buying uh, iPhones, buying new cars, and they hadn't been to work in four months. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Four and, and you know what I love about that? That stimulus check crosses political party lines. Because as <laughs> yeah. much people say, like, <laughs> just just so you guys know right now, I'm not sure if you uh, read about this, but when this new package was being pushed through the government, what do you think the voting of it was to pass, yay or nay? How you think that squared up? Oh, I can guarantee a hundred votes. How you think it went? I, I think I I don't think any Republican voted for it. <laughs> you are absolutely correct, sir. It was yep. a fifty-fifty vote. It took my girl, my girl, Miss Kamala Harris, to break the tie. And here's the thing: the Democrats had reduced it from two thousand dollars. To yeah. fourteen hundred as a way of like reaching across the aisle. So even they did they did the reduction and still not one single Republican voted yay, even after the reduction. So we should just kept pushing for the two thousand anyways that we were just gonna cram but, down through. But I, I think I think 
they consider the 600 and the 1400 the 2000 because yes, we got exactly 600 earlier this year no 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 this this was a different they were pushing on these checks being okay 2000. i thought they were the, 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 well, no, that's, that's, the that's, that's actually that's actually what i had heard too ken the reason that yeah. they were getting pushback from republicans where they were like hey look we already gave them 600 so mm-hmm. it should just be 1400 no, to make but that was the one in january that i, I know but that's what they were saying yeah. they were saying yeah they've already gotten 600 so let's just give but, it 1400 yeah but what's the point if you do the reduction anyways and you still don't get one single person to cross the line one single person across the aisle. What was the point in doing it? You know, well, well, you did have that though. It was a 50 50 vote. I mean, you did have um, people Republican who voted for it. You no. just didn't have enough. No, no, no zero. Zero. You said, but you said 50 50 earlier. Yeah. 50 Democrats, 100 people in the House, right? Uh huh. 50 Democrats, 50 Republicans, right? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. 50 Democrats voted for this package. Oh, 50 I get, Republicans okay. I'm sorry. voted I'm against sorry. it. Even right, with the neck and down. I, I don't know why and, I was thinking you were saying it was 50-50, but it was mixed up. But no, you're no, saying it's not one of my No, right down party gotcha. lines, man. Right gotcha. down party gotcha. lines. I laugh so, at it, man, because you know you know my favorite pastime is trolling the, the WFTV page. And, and you um, have become a master of it, sir. I've seen <laughs> some of the comments. I, I laugh at it because those people who, who are Republican in, on, in that group, and they're like, oh, what? y'all, we don't need that money. This, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there thinking you're probably one of the brokest people commenting right now. Yeah. But, but, but you're so people get so caught up in their party and what their party thinks. They're like, we don't need this 1400 and you're probably about to get evicted. (laughs) And I I started thinking about the people that got laid off at all the theme parks. Like you're talking thousands of people who still, who, 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 who are working to their credit, but Mm. they don't have a job that was paying what they were making. Yeah, like we we have friends that became um what do you call it uh Amazon delivery truck drivers bro just to, something to try to pay the bills and keep you know make ends meet so people need yeah. help still it's not over for a lot of it's folks a lot it's of folks over. didn't get to go back to work we're very and, lucky and I'm really really hoping upon I I kind of want to bring this up with you guys anyways it seems like the vaccine distribution has been stepped up a lot in the past couple of weeks like people you know we've already hit the elderly market and we're still getting those out, but now they're starting to drop the age down. So some of our friends are getting, it's being made available to teachers, nurses, first responders, things like that. And And right. Had a diabetics to that list as well. Oh, nice. So they, they've got to the point now where I think they're shooting that everybody will be able to schedule themselves for it by May. And uh, Biden has said, hopefully by July, everybody who has wanted to get it, Right now, we have ordered twice the amount of uh, vaccine that we need. So we have it available. We have it ready. It's just getting it out there, dispersing. And we've already seen that they're dispersing it in some weird places. Like uh, just last week, they announced that pretty soon dentists and veterinarians will be qualified to go ahead and disperse the vaccine. Uh, I think James and I have talked about it on the lowdown that they're working with um, Dollar General right now. Dollar General, because Dollar General has more locations than all these CVS pharmacies and everything. So you could go to Dollar General and get the vaccine, which we joked around a bit. And we said, yeah, you'd require three shots, two for the COVID and one for whatever you pick up while you're inside Dollar (laughs) General. That's fine. So (laughs) don't forget the condoms. 
something that's popped up right now is uh, Trump has come out and he's been relatively quiet or maybe it's just that he's banned from every social media I have. So I haven't heard from him. But he came out at the CPAC meeting and basically said, I hope people don't forget who gave them this vaccine. So Trump is out there trying to claim, of course, credit for the vaccine. And uh, when pressed about it, uh, Biden's press secretary said, hey, we want to give credit where credit is due. We give credit to all the scientists and laboratories and people. And do you know that all three of the vaccines, the major ones that are out right now, have one thing in common? And the head scientists are immigrants. Wow. That's got to be that's got to be wow. a tough thing for a Trumper to take right now. Like, I want to live. But I don't want no brown person putting anything in me. <laughs> <laughs> or my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what that made me think of? The Trump said, y'all, thank you for the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Hey, didn't Al Gore admit the internet? So let Trump have his thing, man. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it, it's it Moderna. It said that their, their first phase, the phase they had perfected or not perfected, but were on breaking. They're like, we had already got that where it needed to be before Trump even admitted that this was an issue. Like, it's great that I I don't think any one person can take credit for the creating the vaccine, especially not someone who said it was a hoax for so long while scientists were actually working on developing it. You know, I will say that I'm impressed with um, I'm impressed with how it's getting rolled out now because it seems like every day there's a new place popping up where you can get vaccinated which was a problem for a long time yeah i would agree with that the way that it's been distributed nowadays is a lot better than it was before because some places last year were coming up with the vaccine missing Mm -hmm. they couldn't find it like in fact thirty thousand doses were missing well we even have an issue right here in florida where uh people are saying our governor is up to no good where he made all these vaccination sites that were popping up uh, around Florida for the elderly were kind of places like where you could go, Publix, Walgreens, or just tents that they set up. But there was a place that the, the governor made sure got um, enough vaccines, and it was one of those um, communities, one of those wealthier communities down in Boca, where they set it up and made sure that those people that lived in that wealthier community had access to the vaccine before anyone else. And coincidentally, the guy who's like the Ken Miller of that community, the HOA leader, uh, gave like a $250,000 check to Governor DeSantis's campaign like week, a week later. So, uh, of, course, yeah, Governor man. DeSantis, of course, Governor DeSantis says it's totally a coincidence and everything else. But when you have this vaccine, and you send it to someone who throws you a quarter of a million dollars into your campaign. I'm sorry. You should explain that to the public, why that just happened to work out like that. Because that feels like quid pro quo. It Mike, feels like, yeah. He he did explain. He said, yo, by pure coincidence, this guy handed me a check and I handed him vaccines. I don't understand why you don't understand how that just happens sometimes. It's natural. It's nature. I didn't want to take that money. I didn't want to give him that vaccine. But you know what? I did. <laughs> That's I it. That's I mean, it. When you, when you think about that, I'm just saying, that if I was in, the, I'd do the same thing. If you, if you give me my campaign, look, <laughs> hey man, hey, it's been, it's been like that. It's, that's politics. It's politics. You get in my campaign, we're gonna take care of you. That's the reason why I'm giving. Look, I'm gonna throw you this two fifty. But, hey, my people got to get these shots first. Hey, big dog, I got you. You know what I mean? I got you, dog. Oh, 
it's politics. I ain't even mad at him, man. I ain't. It's, it's wow. how politics has been for you. It's how politics have been for years. Which I, I can't say. Do? I can't say you're wrong. It has been that way. But what what still surprises me, and I'm very naive because I still believe things are supposed to work a certain way. That's how naive I am. It still surprises me that people are still allowed to get away with it. Yeah. It just shocks me. You know, it's still at this point where everything can be seen, everything can be recorded. There's a trail of things and it, you still can get away with it as a politician. Like mm-hmm. you're never going to stop it at this point if you can always get away with it. So I just so, go ahead. Let me ask you, James, you said diabetics are now on the list of yeah. people who are, you know, have you got your shot yet? Have you done I it? Have- I have not. Actually, where my wife works, you know, she's a essential worker. She works at a doctor's office. They're actually mm-hmm. getting the vaccines in. So as soon as they get it, I'm going to go there. Nice. Are you going to do the one shot or the two shot? Do you know yet? Uh, I want it. I'll take the one shot. Like I, I've, I've heard people are taking it. And it's fine, man. I'll try it out. Mm-hmm. As a guy who had COVID, mm-hmm. I will do anything at this point not to get it again. It was that bad for me. So I'll yeah. take the one shot. Yeah. What about you, Ken? You up for a vaccine anytime soon? Oh, no, son. I ain't getting that, baby. I see I am legend. I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to be Will Smith. I'm going to have me a German Shepherd. I'll be shooting all y'all zombie asses. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. If you, if you walk up to a vaccine center with that beard looking like it is now, they're just going to assume you're 75. They're like, move this guy to the front of the line. <laughs> hey, like, are you ready, hey, sir? Billy, Billy go gruff looking. Like- no, they'd be like, hey, Uncle Remus, come over here. <laughs> well, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say. Yeah, hey, yeah, get your zippity do my ass over here. Come here. I'm telling you, man. Hey, y'all know I love both of y'all. Y'all my brothers but as soon as you turn into zombies i gotta shoot you i gotta yeah. I, I gotta hey, give you the james mama baby three in the chest <laughs> no, it's got to go in the head man have you never seen a zombie head. movie okay all right but i love Don't y'all go so anywhere I'm you're listening to real laughs right here on 104.1 when we come back it is national everything you do is right day so don't Whoa. feel bad about any of your decisions also we got some birthdays to discuss don't go anywhere stay tuned right here real laughs 104.1 Hey everybody, it's me, James John from 104.1 Real Laughs on Real Radio. Now I gotta tell you guys about the best Indian restaurant in all of Orlando. And of course, I'm talking about Taj Punjabi. People are located at 6524 Carrier Drive, right off International Drive. People, they have lunch specials, dinner specials. They got right now, buy one, get one free. So guys, go there, tell them that James from Real Laughs sent you. For more information, hit them up at 407-352-5510. It will not disappoint. Some of the best Indian food you're ever going to have. I'll see you there. Box. Okay, welcome back. You are still listening to Real Laughs right here on 104.1. I'm Mike Crilly. He joined in virtual studio with Ken Miller and James John. Now, guys, as you know, we always do the birthdays around here. Or, of course, birthdays and holidays. And uh, this is interesting. I've never heard of what today is. Today, of course, March 16th is actually called uh, National Everything You Do Is Right Day. Have you guys ever heard about this? No, I'm a husband. I've never had that. (laughs) Yeah, this this really threw me off. Uh, Let me me just tell you a little description here. Uh, National Everything You Do Is Right Day 
uh, you may be feeling a little down. Uh, nothing went right. And everything you thought to be true was false, wasn't it? Well, everything is going to be all right. Today is everything you do is right day. No matter what happened in the past, today can be its own bright day. In fact, it's going to be a perfect day and everything you do is going to turn out right. Uh, ways to observe everything you do is right day. Celebrate the day by grabbing life by the horns and living the day to the fullest. Part of what makes everything that you do today turn out right is perspective. Get yourself in the right mindset and embrace the unknown in the new. Start planning for things you're hoping for in the future because there is no reason that things can't turn out right then too. But more than anything, save your today. I don't know, man. This sounds like a bunch of hippity dippity doodads. Yeah, this is yeah. this is no, nope, no. Nope. I'm gonna embrace it. I'm gonna <laughs> do something that I normally don't do. I'm gonna take a chance. I'm gonna do something that scares me. And I'm, I can't believe that this day is actually a holiday, Mike, because I just accepted a gig that I normally don't do. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I accepted a gig to open for Donnell Rollins to do ten minutes in front of him. At an urban show. I don't know if uh, Where's this yeah. at? Where's Thank this you. At? Yeah. At uh, Majestic <laughs> Event Center. Yeah. 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 Hey, hey, because I got hit up and I ain't reply back. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Dude, I've done one gig at the Majestic Event Center and my credit score dropped Bro. 300 points. God, like, it is hey. not urban a room. <laughs> hey, you know what, James? I yeah. will see if he got another spot. Let's bomb together. Let's go. Bro, <laughs> it's national. Everything you do is right guys, day. Guys, it has I to be right. I, I can't lose both of you. Don't leave me here with Miguel and Jeff Kaufman. Come <laughs> on. I, I, I normally don't take these kind of shows, but yeah, I, have to, I have to see if I can do it. Yeah, I, it, I it, it, I got to see if I can do it. I, If I remember correctly, and you know what? Uh, yes, national everything you do is right day. I don't know how that's going to fly when you're explaining, you know, to your girlfriend how you got cheated with, got caught with her sister or something like that. Mm. Like, babe, it's national everything you do is right day, so this can't be wrong. But, gotcha. James, I think this is a big breakthrough for you because if I remember correctly, you're still suffering from, like, uh, stress. From yeah. one of the last urban shows you did like seven years ago. No, yeah. uh, it was eleven. It was two thousand. I'll never forget. It. It's <laughs> Look like at that. He's got it tattooed on his it's arm, a, like a soldier. Car, right? It was two thousand ten <laughs> September. It was a rainy night. I remember because I I heard the raindrops on the roof, bro. It was the it was what was it called? It was called the Unity Awards. Nothing I go there about it, bro. That, no, I did. I got on stage, started telling my jokes, and I unified 2,000 angry black people to boo my ass all at once. Yes, I did. Wow, bro, it was wow, it was the worst day of my life. Not even joking, man. I didn't know what I was gonna do. Nobody would even make eye contact with me in the back. I just walked out, called my wife. I couldn't even cry. I was that like emotionally messed up i had to go to counseling bro they put me on suicide watch yo i did not know what i was gonna do but bro so i'm I'm going back for a little redemption that whole year i don't know if you remember this mike after that thing i called it the james john redemption tour that whole year because i went back to writing and i went back to to change everything up because i had gotten too complacent and that was a great wake-up call for me because without that I wouldn't have moved on to where I, I I'm at now. Like I was, I wasn't doing the things I needed to do to be successful. So that was a great wake up call, getting booed by my own people because we got a rude boo. Yeah. We do it. 
It's it's angry. It comes from the diaphragm. And, and Ken, take, you just went through something. Huh? Yeah, I I would, yeah, Mike. I would I would rather take the boo. Cause dude, when I tell you, man, I just did a show. And uh shout out to yeah, shout out to A Train. The Friday show went great. Saturday, they were just they were just like this. Wow. And to the point where I did a joke, somebody who said, Man, somebody get this N-word. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a white dude. Like <laughs> now, let, let me let me ask you guys, yeah. what is the big difference? Because like I've oh. seen I've seen comedians, like we got a good friend, type Mike. You know, he's on the lowdown with James. Uh Ken, we've known him for years. And I've seen him in urban rooms, and I've seen him in, I guess, what you would call non-urban rooms. They or call mainstream. Them main, mainstream. Yeah. Same oh. jokes. Okay, he's not changing the material. The jokes are the same, but the delivery is a bit different. So, uh, what is it? What is it, James? I'll, I'm gonna. Can you tell me when I'm wrong? There are differences in urban rooms. There are like there are in mainstream rooms. There's different ones. When we do an urban room, if it's grown folks, it's a different crowd. And what I mean by grown folk, I mean people who are working class like us that want to come out. They're a little older. They're around 38 to 45. They come out. They want to have a good time with their their lady, their wife. You know what I mean? And they're just a little bit more laid back in that regard. And then there's a different crowd who is younger. They, 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 I don't want to say like, lack of a better term, they're not looking for a well-written joke. They're looking for some easy, ignorant-ish. <laughs> they're looking for you to say certain words that I just don't say like that. They're looking for the comedy to be a little bit more raw. Let's say that. A little bit more... just Def Jam. Def Jam, yeah. So, so there's a difference when you say urban rooms. Like, there's a difference of what they're looking for. And yeah. I am not that other one they're looking for. That's just not who I am. Yeah. Um, so when I get up there and try to do these happy jokes, they're like, well, what is he talking about? I don't even understand what he's saying. And it can go wrong. It can go real left. So that's what I got when I went to the unity awards. Yeah. And, and, and James, I agree, man. Uh, like when I open for Rod Z, yeah. I have some of my best shows. His shows are 300 people. They, I always say his crowd dressed like they're going to see Frankie Beverly and Mays. Like that's, that's right. That's his crowd. <laughs> but if you had me go do an urban room, it it just doesn't go well for me. I mean, and and, and I and I change up too. I I say the stuff that I normally don't say. Um, but and now I will say this: in my earlier days of comedy, I used to do well at them because uh, Genesis was like, just be ignorant, just be ignorant as you can be. And I used to have really good sex. Now that I've gotten gotten away from doing them, and I've been doing mainstream now for. 10, 12 years. 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 You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, I, I don't go looking for them. If people hit me up and ask me to come do them, a lot of times I'm like, man, I'm booked. Even if I ain't booked, I just don't. If, if I if if I can't do it, I'm just not going to do it. And and yeah. I know as comedians out there, they get comedians like, yo, man, why why you don't do that room? Why do you care? It's yeah. my, my <laughs> schedule. You, you, go, you go do the room. I can't go do these rooms. Oh, okay, I don't. You can go do it. That, that yeah. means the schedule is open for you. Yeah. Why you need me to go there? You don't why need you me. Need yeah. I'm doing fine over here. You yeah, go. Yes, you can have right it. There. So, yeah, I, actually, I like Donnell Rawlings anyway. So I would like to just meet him and talk to him first off. Yeah. So I'm like, man, they want me to do 10 minutes. Here we go. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, let me ask. Usually, though, when I hear what the is, – is, is money ever a deciding factor for you guys? Because I will say this. 
Uh, anytime I've been asked to do like urban thing and they're like, no, trust me, you're going to do fine there. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, it's not my thing. And then when they tell me the pay, it's usually better yeah, than what I'm getting better. paid for a mainstream yeah. club yeah. for the weekend, which makes me go, man, even if I bomb, um, I got to take this paycheck. Yeah. And, and Mike, I'm, I'm going to tell you why it pays better. They don't do $5, $10. They do $25 tickets. They yep. do um, tables. They do bottle service. They yep. they got a D, they they got a DJ. They got a caterers like like A Train. I think A Train show was twenty 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 five bucks. And, and it's a beautiful food. room, right? And it's a nice. This was the smaller venue, not the big one. He went to a smaller little venue. It still was nice, but you got food with that. So a lot of urban shows they do. They got a DJ playing. You get in. The tickets are gonna be twenty twenty five dollars, but you're gonna get some great food. You're gonna have drinks. Like, like it's a lot going on. So the, the money's better. I think A Train paid me 300 a show, 400 a show. It was it was good money. It was it was good money. I can't remember what it was, but it was really good money compared to me doing 30 minutes at you know at the improv and making 75 to 100 bucks. I yeah. did 30 minutes for him and made 250, 300 bucks a yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. So but the funny the funny thing is, as a comedian, we say, yeah, I get the money. But that drive home, no matter how thick your wallet is, if you had a bad set or you got man. booed, you're like, man, but, I didn't need to do this gig. You asked a question, Mike, uh, mm-hmm. about does pay have anything to do with whether we do a show? I'm mm-hmm. going to say that for me, absolutely. And I'm in, and here's the problem with me. I'm in a weird place right now. I'm in a weird place where um, I've been doing comedy for a long time, like you guys, long, long, long time. And I've been taking – um, gigs from people for a certain pay that we were all used to. But mm-hmm. in our business, if you have certain credits, you're allowed to ask for more money. If you've worked to get to a certain level where you have real credits, you're allowed to. And I'm starting to get people that are angry with me because I won't work for the same money anymore. I am by no means the best comic you've ever seen. Not even the, the top 10, but I will do a good job for you. But because I do have certain things going for me, the fact I do have a couple of TV shows on a radio show, I don't work for the same money anymore. And I ask for more because that's what we're allowed to do in our business once you get certain credits. So I don't want to work for the same pay I've been making for 20 years. I feel like I've worked hard enough to get to another place where I can make more money. So yeah, I, I'd me. agree with you. I'd agree with you on a lot of that. I feel like COVID hit a hard reset on a lot of the stuff we had worked our way up to. You know, like as far as you can still say no to a lot of gigs and everything, but a lot I, of the I gigs do. that are, a lot of the gigs that are coming back around are gigs that are even they're like, hey, we're only seating half capacity. Therefore, and I'm like, yeah, I understand. But I, I told you guys a few weeks ago, I just started putting myself out there, filling up my schedule. I'm booked up pretty solid for the next four months. And it used yeah. to be where if I saw an open weekend six months out. I was freaking out how I was going to pay rent. Uh-huh. I'll tell you, not all these gigs, not all these gigs are great paying gigs. But part of no. it for me was getting back out there just to make sure I can knock the rust off, do a full hour. But also what I hate is when bookers see you working someplace and then they hit you up and they ask you your price. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm going to charge you. Oh, well, I saw you was over here. And I know he pays that. And I'm like, well, number one, you don't know that's what they paid me because I negotiate my own stuff every time. And yeah. number two, don't you worry. I feel like such a parent. Don't you worry what's going on over there. Yeah. What I'm telling you is this what it's going to take for me to do your room. And I will tell you, Mike, I'll push back on that a little bit. Yes, COVID did reset a lot of things, but it just made me have to work harder to find better gigs. So mm-hmm. I'm doing private gigs now and getting mm-hmm. the money I'm looking for. So that's just where I'm at with it. 
Oh, good for you. I'm glad it's working out for you. Yeah. How about you, Ken? You're picking up. Some, there's. I'll be honest with you, Ken. There's some gigs I picked up, like a string of gigs. I only took it because I saw you do it. I'm like, well, hell, Ken <laughs> Miller's taking it. Yeah. Then I'll go ahead and I'll take it because who yeah, am I? I, I? I decided this year I was going to start taking the, the little gigs that I didn't take back in the day. I'm like, man, I'm a club comic now. I'm working weekends, but ain't much going on. And I'm, I want to get out the house. I want to get back out there doing comedy. So I've been taking the little, you know, 30 minutes. Come do 30 minutes for 150 bucks. I'm like, all right, I drive 45 minutes to get your money and sell this merch. And see, the difference is some of it, some of those taking those gigs is about building up your chops for the bigger show again. Yeah. Like yeah. making Especially sure that you, you get your hours in months. Then in COVID, mm-hmm. you want to try out new things. Like if you're not going to open mics anymore, it's almost like some of these smaller gigs are almost like paid open mics. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to go try out new stuff at the improv while I'm there for the weekend. I'm going to do my surefire stuff. But if you're only paying me 150 to do 30 minutes and close out your show, I might slip in some new jokes I've been wanting to try out, you know? But hey guys, we gotta take a quick break real quick. When we get back, we're gonna follow up with birthdays. Stay tuned right here, Real Laughs 104.1. Hey everybody, it's me, James Jean from 104.1 Real Laughs on Real Radio. Now, I got to tell you guys about the best Indian restaurant in all of Orlando. And of course, I'm talking about Taj Punjabi. People are located at 6524 Carrier Drive, right off International Drive. People, they have lunch specials, dinner specials. They got right now, buy one, get one free. So guys, go there. Tell them that James from Real Laughs sent you. For more information, hit them up at 407-352-5510. It will not disappoint some of the best Indian food you're ever going to have. I'll see you there. All right, guys, welcome back. You're still listening to Real Laughs. I am still Mike Hurley, joined in virtual studio with Ken Miller and James John. Now, before we left on the break, we have mentioned celebrity birthdays. So, guys, uh, we got some. Uh, I wouldn't say these are A-listers. I wouldn't say these are A-listers, but Ken, I know you and I always take a bet on how many you know the other one's going to know. Yeah. And uh, you know what, James? Let's get you involved with this. I got four birthdays right here. I'm betting you guys will know three out of four of them. All right, let me take that back. I bet Ken will know three out of four of them. James, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you're gonna know four out of four right here. Oh, so nice. here we go. Okay. Here we go. First up, Blake Griffin. Blake yes. Griffin. Yes, yeah. we know him. Yep. Yeah. How old do you yeah. think Blake Griffin is? Thirty-three. Uh, yeah, probably 32, 32. Yeah, I give thirty-two years old. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Young okay. man. Is he still playing? I haven't yeah. seen him in a while. Yeah, Just got he traded. Got, yeah, he yeah he got released by um Detroit and Brooklyn picked him up. Yep. All right. Which, cool. Which when in in the NBA is crazy because they release you, you still get your twenty million dollars. Then the mm-hmm. other team signs you for the league minimum, which is five million dollars. Huh. Well, here's yeah. here's my question. Here's my question about Blake Griffin. I'm obviously not a sports guy. We've made that you know statement times and time again. But Blake Griffin was one of those guys that I even knew just because he was everywhere. Like for for a short period of time, he was the face. Anytime you turn on ESPN, he's there. So what happened with him? Did he kind of cool off? Is he not playing he the hurt. way he used to play? What's going? What happened? Yeah, he, he got injured. 
he got injured and he just wasn't a, the, that star anymore. You know, he got big because he jumped, he dumped over Akia in the dunk contest. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because Kia was the sponsor and then he was the face of Kia for years, but he got injured yeah. and just, you know. Never went back to 100% I, after that? Yeah. I, I got to know Blake when he was with the Clippers and they were having a, a what? They were like better than the Lakers that year and they were having yeah. a great run and he was just dunking on everybody and it was just vicious and that, that's how i got to know him and he was in a movie that i watched it was not too bad with whitney cummings but yeah mm-hmm. i mean he's kind of cooled off though he's not that media darling he was before yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know he hasn't had a dunk all season yeah oh, wow. that's how well, that's how bad the knees is now ne- mm-hmm. next up on the list here i think both of you guys are gonna get this uh happy birthday mr flavor flave yeah. oh Flavor Flav. yeah that's right, right up love. Now, what was the original group he was with? Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. Now, wow. was he always just the hype man, or did he actually sing or rap? He, or one song. Song. he was a hype man. He had one song. Get up mm-hmm. now. Get to get down. Nine one one is a joke in your town. Yeah. That's he, one song he had. And he had um uh I I ain't gonna do nothing for you, man. That was yeah. on house party. <laughs> I, I did everything I can, but I can't yeah, yeah, do that's nothing on house party you, right there. So that's he right. Had, that's he, right. He was like the hype man of the, you know, yeah. back in the eighties. You know, hip hop groups always had some hype guy to get the crowd mm-hmm. going, and he was that yeah. guy because they was they were a conscious group, but they mm-hmm. had flavor Flav. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they was all about like black power and the black struggle. Then you have flavor Flav. This guy with a wall clock and gold teeth just yeah, hanging off yeah. to the side. Was, you know, was, there was a top because he was classy. One one of my favorite bands in the nights was the ska band called the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Oh, we know I just, them. I really enjoyed them. But they had a guy in the band whose whole job was just off to the side. He would still they all wore suits. He would suit up, but he would just stand off to the side just like Damn. dancing. Yep. Just dancing. I always wondered how at the end of the weekend or at the end of the tour, that went when you went to pick up your check, you know, like, okay, saxophonist, here's your 20 grand for the weekend. Lead singer, here's your 40 grand. Drummer, here's your 30 grand. Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm here for my check. Yeah. Uh, here's a coupon for frozen yoga. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, you're not really part of the, what do you mean? I'm out there. I'm dancing my butt off for you guys. You know? Also um, from Clueless. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. So, Flavor Flav, how old do you think Flav is? 57. Yeah, I, I say 58. Mm, 61, guys. Okay. 61. 61. Right. Now, uh, this next guy, you know what? Let's save him for last. Uh, this guy coming up, I think both of you are going to hit on this if you grew up the same way I did. Eric Estrada. Absolutely. Eric Estrada. Yeah. yeah Ponch. Ponch. Who Bro. didn't want to become a motorcycle cop? You know? Bro, I- I was dying to become one when I saw Chips, bro. It looked yeah. so cool. Like, yo, these two. Yo, I don't, um, always had a different girl on every episode. I don't remember how many people or drug dealers Ponch busted, but I remember he hooked up with at least two girls every episode. And that was like, <laughs> man, I need to learn to ride a motorcycle. That's right. That was just great. So how old do you think Mr. Estrada is nowadays? He's not young. I got to say, he's probably 63. I'm going to say 73. Yo, Nice job, Ken. 72. 72. Yeah, because Flavor Flav is 61. Estrada's definitely got it over Flavor Flav, right? Yeah. Flavor Flav is one of those guys, like, I know there's the saying, black don't crack. Except Flavor Flav looks like he's been 61 since the first time I saw him. You know, he's had a tough life. Flavor Flav is like, black don't crack, but if you own crack. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
So, Flavor Flav, though, he's like a roach. If you smack him, he ain't gonna ever die. Like he's gonna be around after a nuclear holocaust. He's still gonna be here. It's gonna be Flavor Flav and computers. He was dating the Russian chick from uh, Rocky. What number was that? Rocky, Rocky, Rocky four. Four. Yeah, he was yeah. dating her for a while. Like seriously, yeah, Brigitte, right? Brigitte Nielsen. Brigitte. Brigitte, yeah. yeah. She was a good-looking woman. She was. Yeah, she was. She was. <laughs> like, like you could fold her in half, and she's still taller than Flavor Flav. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, she, she was like she was pretty in Rocky Four, bro. As a matter of yeah, fact, I think her and Stallone were were they either married or a yep. couple. Yes, they were. Mm-hmm. And then she got with Flav, and she, woo. She's yep. a Danish actor. Yep, yep. And uh, here's the one I think I'm going to lose you on, Ken. Uh, Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. You know yeah. who Alan Tudyk is? Nah. No? How about you, James? Why do, why do I know that name? Alan. I just kind of felt like you would know him from geek culture. Because uh, he was, uh, did you see the movie A Knight's Tale? Yes, he was the red-haired guy that was like the he's squire. He's pirate. He's, yep. he's the pirate from <laughs> Dodgeball, right? Yes, yes, yes. that's him. Okay, pirate. I know that. Yeah, he's a, yeah. He's yep. a pirate he's, from Dodgeball. Yeah. He's got like a little independent series called Con Men, which is kind of funny because uh, it's basically he plays an actor who was in like one hit show. And now uh-huh. he just goes to all the mega cons and everything, signing autographs. So the whole nice. sitcom is about him living on that outskirts of living mm-hmm. off that 15 minutes of fame. He was in Rogue One. He was the voice of K-2SO, the robot in Rogue One. Wow. Uh, he was in iRobot. Uh, he was in a whole bunch. Of, he's always kind of that background player, but always funny as hell. Yeah, so he Mr. Alan Tudyk uh, is actually 50 years old today. Happy birthday to him. He looks good for his age. I just remember that dude yeah, at the does. end of dodgeball going, our Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, speaking of Megacon, though, um, I'm super excited because I don't know if I've told you guys this before, but my kids, when the pandemic started happening, you know, kids are kids, and you try to shield them from everything going on in the world that you can. That's not going to affect them. But, like, when when they realized something was really up was I was scheduled to be doing Megacon and they come to Megacon every year. I've told you before, it's like bigger than Christmas in this house, Megacon for my kids. They love it. We get costumes, we go, they have a blast. They love seeing everybody get dressed up. They love comic books. They love seeing actors from movies. And when I told them that due to COVID, we weren't going to be doing Megacon this year. My oldest just looked at me. He's like, dad, how bad is this COVID thing? Like that was, wow. that was what marked, that was what marked yeah. him. It wasn't staying home from work, staying home from school. When he heard that Megacon was canceled, you saw the light go out in his eyes. Like the world had ended for him. So we got some pretty exciting news, uh, you know, and, and then I will say this with Megacon, they kept trying to push it back last year. They're like, they okay, well, we're going to be doing it more closer. Halloween. And finally it was just next. So now the word is that Megacon and James, I think you were the one who told they are going to go ahead and do it this year, huh? They're going to go ahead and do it in August. It's going to be the 12th. I'm sorry, the 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th, uh, four days. Uh, Sunday's still on. And I decided that I would go. I mean, I'm still a little concerned about COVID because that's a lot of people uh, in one area together. But, man, we're fortunate enough now that we're on real last and we do the show on Afro. We get press passes. We can actually go for free and enjoy things. So 
I'm going to go, man, and I want all you guys to go, too. I mean, I'm going to be doing interviews for Afro, and I want to do some interviews for Real Laughs as well. Because, um, you know, geek culture is a part of mainstream, so I definitely want to be a part of it. You know, I'm a comic book fiend, and I can't wait to actually dress up this year and have a good time. Now, Ken, I can't remember. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I do the Geeks of Comedy out there every year for the past 10 years. I work with Kevin White and a good group of guys. We usually do a stand-up show. Sometimes we do a roast where we all get dressed up, do a roast of a superhero or a movie character, but we at least do the stand-up. I know I've had James out there on the Geeks of Comedy doing uh, stand-up, and we get great audiences for it. Ken, I can't remember right now. Have you ever made it out for a geek show? Never. never. I've Is never been to Megacon. That oh. was the other thing I was going to ask you. Yeah. How how come is it has have you never been like a superhero fan or comic books or was that not never like, your thing? Not like you guys are. Like I don't I I don't know. Like like my brother's like that too. He knows every, all the ins and outs. I just like the movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I got a friend I work with named, named Scott that anytime something happens, I call him like, hey, so. Why did this character do this to that character? Why they don't like it? Like I hit him up anytime or a movie or they show a trailer for like a new Batman movie. I mm-hmm. mainly call Scott like, all right, so why are they fighting? I thought they were cool. You know what I mean? Like, yep. yeah. So I have a, yeah. a guy that I go to. I just I'm I and, love the movies. I love Avengers. I, I love that, but I, I just think, wasn't into it like that. I think you would really enjoy yourself, Ken, if you go with us, man. I think you would have a good time. Oh, we got it. And, we got you know, you. it's it's funny because you got that friend like that. And that's what Kevin White is for my kids. Like I was a comic book geek collector until high school. And then I discovered women and all of a sudden my interests went elsewhere. But Kevin just kind of kept going on with the comic books and the storylines. And he's definitely more of a Marvel guy than DC, but he knows everything about everything. And my kids growing up as superhero fans, they'll start asking me questions where I'm like, you know what? We're going to have to wait till Kevin comes by. We're going to have to wait and ask Kevin. And I went out to uh, Kevin White had a show in Titusville at the uh, Whiskey Bar and Lounge. Oh, how was that, uh, man? I meant to ask you. It, 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 it's, a, it's a Christy B room, and it's also an Alan Newcomb <laughs> room. So... But it, it's a room in process. Let's let's say it like that. They're training that room how to be a good comedy club. But and it they, was it they was both support. run it. It's a it's an off air situation. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, my bad, my bad, dog. But, my bad. But yeah, so Al Newcomb, great local comic, does a great job running it. Christy B, also great. You know, Booker does a great room putting great job putting it together. I went just because it was my buddy and our buddy Kevin White's first gig, first headlining gig since before COVID. So I just wanted to go out, show him some love and support, and you know, kind of uh, trash talk him if he bombed all the way home. But uh, I went out there. He did a great job. But back to what I was saying, Kevin is kind of like the guy when he showed up the other night because he swung by, picked me up. We were running out to Tyusville together. And when my kids heard that Uncle Kevin was coming over, they just ran outside, showed off the comic books they had got over the weekend. They got like reprints of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Wolverine number one. And Kevin just went into the whole diatribe about, oh, you know, that artist was blah, 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 and also worked on blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And then they have like, 11 or 12 questions stocked up and Kevin, God bless his heart. will sit there with my 10 year old and my seven year old and just explain every single thing about comic book lore until my kids are like, 
oh yeah that makes sense and walks away you know yeah. but yeah. uh hey hey guys we only got a minute left here and you know how it is with comic book guys and geeks we can sit here and do a whole nother podcast just on that yes, but um, before, before i get out of here i just wanted to ask where are you guys at this weekend you got anything going on what's up yeah i'm actually going to be in lakeland i'm going to be at winter circle i'm going to be oh, with, uh mr uh, bill alcock yeah with Jake Clark opening up for me. So get your tickets oh. right now. Go to wintercircle.com, people. Lakeland, Florida. Show starts at 9. Very, very nice. Ken Miller, what you got going? I am at Margaritaville this weekend, the 19th and the 20th. And then the 21st, I am at Neon Beach, um, mm-hmm. downtown Orlando. And that is an Alex Soto room. So I'm excited. Nice. I love doing Alex rooms. So I'm excited about that. Nice, nice. And me personally, I'm going to be working with my good friend, uh, Charlie Bowie. I haven't worked with him in quite a long time since before COVID. We're going to be over at uh, Bistro 206 in Crescent Beach, just below St. Augustine. Marcus Crespo hit me up. He's putting together a nice little room up there, I guess. So we're going to take a trip up, do that. So check that out this Sunday if you happen to be up in the Crescent Beach area. Also, Monday, uh, I got hooked up with that gig. Uh, what's that place? They pay $50,000 a year membership. Uh, you did it the London house, which just sounds fancy, but I'll be there. It's very fancy. When you get in there, you're going to be like, okay, this is a little, this is a little should, too much. Should, should I you're gonna be, then? Should You're going to be up? like, uh, I should have got paid more. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a private gig. So basically anyone listening, you can't afford to go to it. So I'll be there. <laughs> and then uh, also, if you're listening to the show right now, uh, you know what? Uh, drive on over. Drive on over to Tin Roof. Our good buddy Dave Naboa runs a room out there. They got one show tonight. It's 1030. On that show, they got a lot of great comics. Vince Taylor's going to be closing it out. And when you get there, make sure to tell Dave Naboa Real Laughs sent you. On behalf of Mike Hurley, Ken Miller, and James John, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to tune in tomorrow night when we have Miguel Colon Jr. back with us. Thanks for listening, guys. Real Laughs 104.1.